Hello, guten tag, bonjour, buenos dias, and all that jazz. Aloha. That too. This is the, the Right on Track podcast. We have reached episode 28 in our journey along Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends, and we're here to talk about that television series and much, much more. As we always do, I am Parry. I'm Connor. And I am Denon. Are you sure? Yeah, yes, you are. Really I, think, I, I think so. I, I kind of wanted to deliberate that just because okay. I feel like I rush it so often. So, so, so you're taking your time today to no. process the fact that I am denim. You, you, you are Thomas Denim. Thomas Paul Samuel Denham. You have two middle names. I do. Yeah. Oh. Never, and they're both first names as well. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Fun fact for you. Yes, uh, we are continuing on our journey of season four along the narrow gauge railway of the Scarlowy engines. Oh, hi. <laughs> you okay there, Dougie? I'm just admiring the wee little engines from the main line. Okay, okay there. I'll keep my distance. He's had too much red cordial, Barry. What is he referencing? I'm not entirely sure. He, I think he's trying to make a reference to the wee little engines uh, that the Scottish twins refer to on the Arlesdale Railway. Aha! Very well picked, my friend. Thank yes. you, thank you. But what episodes are we covering today? Well, the stories we're going to be covering today are Special Funnel, Steamroller, Passengers and Polish, and Gallant Old Engine, all adaptations from the Railway Series book of the same name. Brilliant. So, I guess we should get right into it with our very first episode. Which is Special Funnel, and this particular story centres on one Peter Sam. Yes. It was winter on the island of Sodor. Peter Sam puffed nervously along the line. His funnel had never been the same since his accident with some trucks. Now the biting wind was trying to blow it away. My funnel feels wobbly, he complained. I wish manager would hurry up with my new one. He says it will be something special. You and your special funnel, laughed the other engines. They were fond of Peter Sam, but his special funnel had become quite a joke. What a joke, what a joke, what a lark, what a lark. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. So, following on from the event of trucks, where Peter Sam had a horrible accident, incident? Incident, an accidental crash. incident. Yes. In which a crash may or may not have been involved. That absolutely knocked around his funnel and mm. dented him badly. And mm. now his, his funnel really hasn't been the same since the accident. It has not been the same since the accident. Because if you remember well, listeners, his funnel got knocked off by a giant icicle. Well... In the episode, it did. Yes. Yes. And then they put it back on his uh, dome. I guess. You, what, what? What do you call the bit on the front of the, the top? The, the top. The, the, the smoke box. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, smoke it, box. So yeah, they put him. They put his broken funnel back on the very front of his person, and yeah, it just hasn't been the same since. Yeah. They they tried to fix it with. Hope streams and a little bit of duct tape. But hmm. it was no use. 
Well, actually, technically we've got two different stories in here because we've got Peter Sam mentioning his, his funnel. Which and, kind of opens the story. Which opens the yes. story on a cold winter's day and then we cut to a bit of the line which has been washed away after heavy snow and flooding and they rebuild the track. Yeah, one of the bridges. This mm. is honestly one of my favourite sequences in the whole show. Yes. Sorry, I'm, ju- I'm just slowly realising that I've actually given away the plot of this episode. Yes, you oh, have. Okay. Oh, no. I've done a Connor. I don't believe it. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're marching straight on. Yeah. This sequence so, where... ratings. <laughs> Not that fast. This sequence where they remove the tree and the bridge has uh, been washed away and they rebuild it again. It's just so beautiful. Mm. I love everything that's going on in this scene. And honestly, just this kind of time lapse is done so well. And there's something mm. about it, possibly the the motion of the moving water underneath that's so, uh, I guess, a lot more uh, intri- intriguing and real mm. and authentic to watch. It's also seeing the snow sort of increase in yeah. its amounts as each frame uh, transitions. The creative team have definitely learned a lot from when they started because when you look at sequences like this, it's very simple. Like, look at the sad story of Henry, for instance, when they build the, the wall. wall. Yeah, that's the very first, I guess, what you could call a time lapse. Mm. And they've eventuated to this. This is gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, like this one. It, it's a brilliant little time lapse, and we've seen a fair few of them in the past. But this one really stands out because. You have the running water underneath, I say. Mm. Um, we, we've seen a few transitions where it's from snow to summer or summer to snow. And this time it's been really well done with that real element to it. But before Parry spoils any more of the plot, <sighs> let's go over it. Okay, so as I mentioned, we've got our opener there with Peter Sam and then we get this uh, sort of side story about the bridge being washed away and Rusty and the workmen repairing it and then, and then that's where Peter Sam loses his funnel. Yep. Peter Sam goes into a tunnel um, and, well, I, I actually can be summed up really well in a little song. Yes. Yeah, what, 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 what happened? Well, yeah, yeah, like, let's just play it. Yeah. Let's play the song. Yeah. Peter Sam said again and again, his new funnel will put us to shame. Went into the tunnel, lost his old funnel, now his famous new funnel's a drain. Sung by Sir Handel there, that was explaining what happened, essentially. Yeah. So he did go through the tunnel, an icicle knocked off his funnel. Yes, it really did this time. In this yes. episode it did. And rather than try to bolt it back on, what... His driver and fireman did was found an old drain pipe at the side of the track. They used ropes to fasten it to his buffers and then sit it on top of his person. And then, yes, he went home looking rather silly indeed. Yeah. And then he looks even sillier still because the fat controller arrives and says, look, Peter Sam, here's your new funnel. And it's sort of like a, it's a quadrilateral. Someone squashed it. Yes, it's... Don't worry, Peter Sam. Mm. So it's sort of like somebody took a cube and then mashed it, I guess, no, and the, then the, hollowed it out. Yeah. Um, it I be- goes outwards at the time. I believe it's actually called a geisel, geisel something funnel. Ge- geisel, yeah. Geisel. A geisel funnel. Mm. Because if you see in the um, railway series illustrations, rather than being, I guess, this kind of squarish shape, it's actually quite almost flat. Mm, yes. 
Yes. It's very interesting design. Mm, so oh. that is fitted to the top of Peter Sam, and suddenly the work becomes effortless. He has no prob- problems producing steam or getting rid of steam anymore. He he, 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 he feels stronger than ever. He does. And then all the other engines who were teasing him are like, I wish I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. A mm. little, little, little bit of mm. uh, funnel envy there. Mm. That's pretty much the story. It is. It's like it's it, very it, light, it, isn't it's it? It's light, but it. And it's, may it's I correctly across... use the term? It is a humble story. It is a very humble story. It is. It's very Audrey esque. It yeah. is, and we say it is a lot, don't we? It. We do. Yes. <laughs> Were you trying to put it is there? Yes, I was, and it <laughs> wasn't going work. to work. No. Um, but, a, a few interesting. Facts about oh, this episode. Thank you, thank you. I was running out of things to say. <laughs> All good. <laughs> Which is a pity because I actually really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I, know. I, I mean, even though it's a very mellow, humble story, I mean, it's got this charm to it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this is the very first episode that does not involve any narrow, uh, no, any standard gauge engines in any way. In fact, the only standard gauge you get is a singular brake van in the background. That's correct. That you do. Well spotted, Mr. Connor. I don't know why there's a singular brake fan, but a singular brake fan. Maybe it got lost from another train on the main line. maybe. Maybe it is the spiteful brake fan. No. It's just been repaired at Groven's Gate, possibly. Yeah, very possible. But um, also, for the Star Wars buffs out there... That's me. No. that, 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 That was it. What? The wind sound effect heard in the episode is also heard in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> did, did, did they sample the clip from the Empire Strikes Back? I reckon it was just a stock sound effect that they happened to come across in the like, Shepard like, and Studios. Like, like the Wilhelm scream there. Ah, true. Ah! Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to find a proper clip of that because I can't replicate it. Yeah, I, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, it, it, it's also there. Um, now, this isn't really based on any real event, apart from uh, Peter Sam's basis uh, received one of the Giesel funnels. There's this lovely shot in the story of Rusty travelling across the Trestle Bridge over mm. a lake. Um, just the atmosphere in this episode is just so on point. It, it, it's palpable because a lot of the early half of the episode covers this very stormy, wintry part uh, where there's lots of wind. And, like, we've expressed our love for winter on Sodor before. Many, many times, yes. And and this time, this is, like, a a beautiful snowy winter on Sodor. But it's interesting because that's how the episode or the story starts and then it cuts to a more green Sodor. Yes. But when the snow has either disappeared or hasn't happened yet. And then we... Get to cut back to more snow again. My educated guess is this particular shot at the beginning of the story was supposed to be B-roll for the rest of the story. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. But but that doesn't exactly explain why there's a snow-covered ground when Peter Sam is being made fun of by the other engines. Does it suggest years have maybe passed? It's possible, actually. Maybe. Um, it, it, yeah, so out so, of sync. Other fun fact... Uh, we get a bit of a close-up of a large-scale uh, Peter Sam at the start of the episode, mm. which is actually a repainted large-scale Duke mm-hmm. from Bulldog. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I recognise those eyebrows. <laughs> yes. I know those eyebrows anywhere. Those eyebrows. Um, 
And yeah, it's a really nice episode. We get to see Duke again. Yes, he doesn't speak. He's just there. Yeah, he's there. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, I like it. It's a humble episode. It's a nice episode. One little detailing I like is when it's very stormy, uh, such as with Rusty mm. helping out with maintenance. You see, like almost litter around. You do, and, yeah. and, and it rebrings the idea that it's been very windy and these things have been blown about mm. everywhere. I really love the scene where the workmen they remove the branch from the bridge, yes. and you just see it float away. Yeah, you see it stationary. It feels very organic, and yes. then it just flows away. I feel and... like there was a joke in there somewhere about it being no, no, organic. No, 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 no that was no, legitimate. No, okay, no, no, no. no. It, it, it's real, and I was thinking to myself because. If they did it with, like, a wire or string or something, they would need to sort of cut it, like, close to the branch to make sure you didn't get any wire or anything in the shot. But then you can't see any wire, which means they did cut it close, but then the sets are quite large. Mm. So I was thinking how they did it. Probably just waited. Still very impressive. Oh, definitely. Mm. So, visually, it's quite impressive. Uh, the music, though, it's... Mm. I love the music in this episode. It doesn't really stand out to me, though. Like, not like any of the other Discarlo the episodes. time-lapse. Oh, I guess so, yes. Rusty's theme. Mm. Love Rusty's theme. And the... And Sir Handel's song. The rushing theme at the end when Peter Sam has his funnel. But that's what... Really intrigues me though because there's a lot to appreciate about this episode and we all enjoy it, but nothing, none of it really stands out to me. I never say to myself, Oh, I really love the episode hey, Special they, Funnel. They even use very similar narration when they talk about a tunnel that's curved and you can't see out the other side mm. from Ref- Bulldog. Yeah, referring to Bulldog, yes. It's a bit of, yeah. So, Inter- so interesting retrospect. Like, 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 like we talk about on how some episodes seem to be like copies of others and they you know they they're the better or worse version of a certain episode mm-hmm. what while well, this one really shows on how you can take lots of elements from episodes and put them all together to form quite an original episode that you can like like, like individual elements aren't original but Overall, it is a humble story, and like people love it. It's been remade countless times. Yeah, if I could remake this episode, I could. Yeah. When you say remade, uh, they they use their own locos to fan recreations. Ah, yes. I see. Yes. Sort of scar. So ratings, I'm gonna give it a six point five. Yeah, I'm looking at a six. Yeah. Ten. Are you just saying that to wind us up? No. I legitimately mean this. This is 10 out of 10 for me. This is better you, late than never all over you again. You don't I seem that you. energetic about it. I am restraining myself so much. Don't restrain yourself. I'm very excited about this episode. Didn't you see how excited I was when I spoke about that time lapse? Okay. Yeah. This is better late than never because it's been twice. Did your chair just break? Yes, my chair just sort of fell. I'm sorry, listeners, but it was just the most (laughs) peculiar sight because he was kind of being all serious, talking about uh, Denim's rating, and suddenly his chair just collapses on him. It's fine. 
I'm sort of... These are the joys of recording things in a community radio station. Everything breaks when you least want them to. Mm. Anyways, I'm sort of like needing to peer over my mic to speak properly. Do, do you want to tip it down a bit and I'll edit it out? Uh, 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 no, no, don't edit it out. Let, let people know this is what happened. I think you should change chairs, honestly. Okay, I may I may do that as I'm talking. But um This is this is changing chairs. <laughs> this is actually Better Late Than Never all over again because last time with Better Late Than Ever, his favourite part was a time lapse sequence. It was the very opening of the episode. Exactly. <laughs> the bridge. Yeah. What is it with you and bridges and time lapses? I mean honestly, Denim. I just like bridges and time passing by. I now have a new chair. And I really like Rusty in this episode as well. I know yeah. that Connor does too. Orange oh, boy Rusty. gets some appreciation. I love my Rusty. I, okay, I, th- I think we've covered that. And Peter Sam has some interesting character uh, development. Y- yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good episode. It's not that good. Moving on to the next one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain right. amount of disdain in Denim's voice there, which is quite... Disappointing, really, because this is Steamroller, and I am so, so, so looking forward to talking about this one. It's a Sir Handel-focused episode, and in the clip here, we find out more about Sir Handel, I guess. Sir Handel is very proud of his big, sturdy wheels. They have broad tyres and hold well to the rails, but they are unusual. One day... The other engines wouldn't stop teasing him. Look at his steamroller wheels, they joked. Be quiet, snorted Sir Handel. You're jealous. Don't worry, soothed Peter Sam. The engines all tease me about my special funnel until they learned how useful it is. Did you hear that? Off Sir Handel. My wheels are special like Peter Sam's funnel. I can go faster than any of you. Scar Lowy had a plan to make Sir Handel see sense. With your grand wheels, Sir Handel, said Scarlowy, you're just the engine to tackle George. Who's George? That steamroller over there, replied Scarlowy. Listen. The steamroller was making rude remarks about the engines. Railways are no good. Turn them into roads. Pull them up. Turn them into roads. Railways are no good. Turn them into roads. Pull them up. Turn them into roads. I have a suspicion that George the Steamroller was meant to be a commentary about unions. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that will make sense. Yeah, I, I also have got a sneaking suspicion that George doesn't like railways. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how you get that vibe. Are you <laughs> sure? Like, like, hey, maybe... Him and Bulgy just have got this running joke. I reckon they're best mates outside of like the show. Yeah, I, I, I want to see them interact. You know, it very nearly happened. I know, and I know where, and don't you dare bring up Magic Railroad again. Oh, no, no, no. I was oh, going to bring oh, up that oh. episode from oh, yes. season 20 something. Uh, 21, 22? 23. 23, Free the Roads. Yeah. Yes. Um, instead of Max and Monty swinging past Bulgy, it was Plains B. George. Yes. Anyways. It, it was still a good episode. <laughs> yeah. As Synopsis. We ha- as we heard in the clip there, uh, Sir Handel has been made fun of about his steamroller wheels, and they help him keep to the track. Yes. Now, in another of the Railway Series books, it was 
mentioned how Scarlowe got his rear wheels, and it was because he was no, what was called a bucking bronco. Yeah. He just kept on moving and shifting about. He couldn't stay firmly on the rails. Uh, so Scarlowe's got a set of these wheels or something similar. Peter Sam's got them as well, but only Sir Handel is made fun of for having these wheels, which well, is quite peculiar. Uh, Sir Handel's are a lot broader than the rest. Ah. Um, and I feel one reason maybe is because Sir Handel is quite shorter uh, than a lot of the other engines. True, he is correct. quite smaller, even though he is the most boisterous and the bossiest of all the engines. He, 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 he's got small engine syndrome. He I was, does. I was about to say that, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he, he's got much wider wheels, and I don't know whether he's just received them in this episode. I've never noticed them before. I have seen them in previous episodes, so he yeah. does have them there, mm. but it's obvious that this is the first time it's or, been or, brought or, up. Or maybe he had trailing wheels, and now they've been made into much larger ones. That's a possibility too. So, uh, Sir Handel is boasting that his wheels are special, and Scarlowe says, well, if your wheels are so special, you should take on George. And we heard George just there singing his little chant. Yeah, George being a construction working steamroller. Yes, he's a coal-powered steamroller. So kind of like the rollers that you see working on Asphalt Road today, only... uh, He's a traction engine. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, yeah. But but Trevor made out of concrete and steel instead of wood and steel. Mm. Mm. That's a very, very good um, description. Mm. I like it works. But uh, Mm. what happens is that Sir Handel and George have a little bit of a confrontation at a crossing where they, you know, make fun of each other. I've heard about you and your steamroller wheels. You think you're just like me. Uh, You think you're better than me. You're just like... No. And Sir Handel goes, actually, I'm better. What? It's one of the snarkiest comments of, in the it's, whole it's show. It's like the line. biggest mic drops in the history of the show so far. Oh, yeah. if, if there was a time to have a rap battle in an official episode, it would be here and it would end with Sir Handel winning going, no, I'm better. If this episode was about today, you'd after that exact line, you would just hear air horns and then like <laughs> wrecked on the screen. <laughs> It worked. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, the spinning sunnies moving onto oh, Sir yeah. Handel's face. Oh, yeah. But, um, Someone edit that, please. <laughs> and oh, maybe x gon give it to you, playing in the background as well. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but, but, yes. Family podcast. We need to remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that confrontation, Sir Handel is travelling along that same stretch of road where the crossing was, and it's a very narrow road. It's being taken up by construction workers. And George is sort of forcing his way onto the narrow-gauge railway tracks. And Sir Handel and he are side-by-side. And eventually, George, he slams into Sir Handel's train, knocks a few of the trucks off, and then uh, a a policeman comes along to resolve all the commotion. And then it's decided that a fence will be built between the road and the railway, which will prevent this from ever happening again. And after that, George goes away and Sir Handel... Yeah, goes home and is... He boastfully thinks that he's made George go away. Yeah, and all the other engines are going, well, that backfired. And, uh, ah, but I, I really want to play this clip because this is absolutely brilliant. The, the end of the story, the resolution, it is just... Hilarious. The, it's the best. <laughs> it is the best. Oh, dear, whispered Scarlowe. He's worse than ever. I'm sorry my plan was no good. 
Never mind, said Rusty. We'll think of something else. But they had no need to do that. Some boys arrived instead. They pointed to the engine and cried, Look, here's Sir Handel. He tried to race a steamroller, but the steamroller nearly beat him. Sir Handel never mentions steamrollers now. Now, now that is a brilliant part, but I have got two questions. Yes. Why is Reneus there? Yeah, well, he's supposed to be away mending, yes. or being mended, And yes. he even appeared in the previous episode. He did too. I think this is in the TV canon before he went away. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Right, It's possible. Maybe. And, and, um, why are those boys on property of the railway. Yeah, that's an excellent point, actually, Con. I mean, how did they get... Maybe they're the children of uh, railway staff, possibly? Maybe, but you have got, like, probably, what, it's like six or seven engines all there in the middle of the yard. I imagine this is, like, around 5, 6 p.m., school's finished, and the engines are stationary in their spot. And they've asked whoever's in charge, can we look at the engines? And they've gone, sure. Like, like, true. But the thing is, is you, you've got to remember, this isn't just the narrow gauge railway we're talking about. They are literally metres away from the standard gauge railway that as well. That is true. Yes. So, so it, like, who's, to, who's to blame? The signalman, yeah, okay. <laughs> like signalman conductor. Like, if you want to go that the boys are there legally, then we'll blame you, okay? But I'm just saying. Yeah, um, I love everything about this story. It, I I love the music, especially George's, George's theme. theme. Mm. I love the pacing as well. Like it, yes. it really. It doesn't feel like too much is happening like some other stories. It really like broadens the conflict out, and you know, so you've just got this one story about Sir Handel going up against George and, you know, it it flawless. It sounds like a really funny thing to praise, but no, seriously, when you watch some of the episodes of Thomas and Friends and see how poorly they edit things and put things together... This is really well done. It's just... just flows at a smooth pace. It doesn't rush you into things. It's just absolutely pleasant. And, and, And can I just talk about... The wonderful, like, setting and camera work there as well. Yes. Because especially the little bridge railway road crossing, which is such a nice little combination there with the creek as well. And then you've got the camera's tracking shot. It's following the engines and heading backwards. Yeah. It's very clever. It's very, very clever. And then you've got one from the other way around following George. Then at the start of that, you even have one of Sir Handel going along the track, then going along the bridge, then turning onto the mm. road rail area. Mm. It's it's so well done. The, like the setting of the weird little cliff face, it's beautiful there. Now, we've had many races in the show's history. We've had Thomas and Bertie. We've yes. had Percy and Harold. Yes. Does this kind of count as one? I would consider it more a disagreement mm. because you, they're not technically racing each other. I mean... Sir Handel just wants to get past George safely. You say that, Mm. but I I didn't actually um, plan to share this fact, but Mm. in the Spanish dub of this episode, the title is La Gran Carrera, 
Mm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that uh, okay, right. Okay, pass it to me. Where are your notes? Okay, there let's you see. Uh, so it is called La Grande Carrera. Which is the exact same title as that used in The Great Race, the movie. Uh, I'm still not impressed, but anyway. Yeah, but, you know, it's close enough. Um, then some sad news about this episode. This is... Duke's last speaking role to date. Well, you know, when he collectively says, yeah. look at those steamroller wheels. In, in the collectively, which I don't even believe he probably would have said. No. But it's collectively, so you sort of go with it. You're okay, you're okay there. Mm. And this is Sir Handel's last speaking role until the 10th series. Yes. And also the last mm. where he is the central... Character, character until the 10th series as well. Mm. Oh, boy. Very, very sad. And, and, and it's oh, so boy. weird because, like, I mean, the 10th series came out in, what, 2006, 2007? And so is the oldest and wisest engine on the island of Soldier. Go away, Michelangelo. So we, we but that's what they say in the episode. I know. I know, in that exact same tone at that exact same speed. I and, am mimicking him. Yes, I don't. We didn't no, welcome it. No, 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 no. Just go. <laughs> okay. But, 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 um, the 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 real event of this, uh, because like it seems strange to have a steam roller and then an engine racing, but it occurred in Ireland, um, in Muskerry, County Cork, in 1927. When a steamroller had an accident with a narrow gauge engine. There you go. Oh, oh, and and one other detail that is in the wider lore of the TV series. Um, there is a very good chance that they both could have died there in a horrific explosion. What? Inform me. I'm sorry. What? So. <clears throat> In the greater law of the TV series, not TV series, railway series, mm. um, the slate incline that the Scarlet engines are seen working at um, it becomes owned by the military and is used as a munitions dump. Okay? And then uh, what happens is that rather frequently, what will happen is that the Scarlet engines will bring munitions or something or empty trucks up to the gates of the old slate incline where a small beetle-like locomotive will then come out, take it, and then leave some old ones there for them to take back. Is his name Beetle? I don't know. Okay. But Sir Handel was on his way to the slate incline with one of these trains. And they say in the episode he was pulling a special train. Hmm. This special train was heading to a munitions dump, except this was empty trucks instead of full ones Ooh, of munitions. Lucky. Oh. Lucky. So, in the greater lore of this, this predicament could have ended rather differently instead of a little, ooh, clonk. Yeah, so... it. The story would have ended three minutes in with an explosion. Ooh, clonk. It'd be like a fire, uh, uh, Christmas cracker that we had. <laughs> yes. I know. But, but yeah, we're still overcoming that. I, I, I know. You're, you're still growing your hair back. Your eyebrows have only just grown back. I, yeah, I, well, eyebrow. <laughs> it, it, Sorry. It, it, yes. Listen, okay, I know I've got a monobrow. <sighs> Where are the origins of... 
I don't know if you noticed, but the uh, diffuser gunpowder tankers, where do they come about in the TV series law? In TV series law, they would most likely be connected to the uh, slate incline as well. But whether that's being it is a munitions company or they are using gunpowder to blow up things in the mine. It's fair. Yeah. Okay. So R- ratings. Ten. Ten. I'm going for ten. I really, really, really love this episode. It's wow. We've prob- had two tens so far. It's pro- have we? No, this is the first. No, I gave ten to um. Uh, special funnel. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, the story no. just before. It's, yep. it's late at night. I'm sorry. And we've got another episode to go. So I I'd better, I'd better hanker down. It's uh, all good. Yeah, but I just love this. And it's one of the ones I didn't watch enough as a kid and one that I revisit most in my adult years. So, yeah, it's a 10 from me. Connor. All right. I like, I mean, I love this episode. I love the music, love the setting. Um, but, oh. It isn't what, what, a ten. What's holding you back? It, what's holding me back? I would say, is, I, I would say a little bit more extension. It feels a little, like it's well paced, but it feels short to me. It feels well. That's long what. To that, me. That's why they've got the padding, though. It's so that they can, you know, stretch it to that five minute mark. I, I, I know, and I want to see more of that conflict with Sir Handel and George. I want mm. them to have more of that discussion. I, I, I want there to be more of a conflict at the end instead of just, oh, derailed, hello, 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 dun, da, 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 build a fence, the end. This is a really what? interesting climate in the show's, I guess, time because we're about to be introduced to a plethora of new characters. Yes. A lot of antagonists. We have George yep. and Caroline and Class 40 and Stebney. Mm. Oh, yeah, Stebney. Yeah. Looking so, forward to that, yes. So, but George has a definitely got a reputation. Like, he comes back in series five, <laughs> series eight. Yeah. Mm. Um, he comes back in the railway series as well with yeah. against Daisy, which is a great story. Go mm. read it. Mm. It's in Thomas Comes Home, I believe. That's yeah. one of the Christopher Audrey stories, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's. I think one of those characters that just sells really well. Okay. So, yeah, what are you going to give it out of 10, Connor? You've stalled long enough. I, I've stalled. I'm, I'm going to give it a 9. I, I, I'm I, happy with that. I, I, I was tempted to go 8.5, but I needed to push it that little bit more. Okay, that leaves denim. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I, I really like this episode too. And there's not a lot of flaws that I can point out. Except I just want more, George. Exactly. <laughs> I want more. I think we've got just enough, George, and we get more of him in season five. We, we, we do, we do. Having said that, I think it's 9.5 for me. Right. Okay. So this so far is the closest we've come to like a perfect episode. True, so far. Mm, in season four, this is. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully Rusty to the rescue. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> So, Don't hold your breath. Now. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> um, so we have got to make way for our regular musical interlude, and today it comes from one of our favourites, The Tugster Intensifies, and It's a Magic Railroad, which is a parody of It's a Kind of Magic by Queen, and it was featured recently in the Magic Railroad parody on YouTube, which was done by um, Mr. Conductor Fan. Have I got that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes! 
You're, you're, you're doing well. Look, look at me handing out packs like $100 bills. Yeah. Oh, this one's soggy. Anyways, this is a... Yeah, let me take it, that. <laughs> this is a It's a Magic Railroad by Tugster Intensifies.
the instrumental version of It's a Magic Railroad by the Tugster Intensifies, as heard on the Magic Railroad parody. It's a Magic Railroad. On YouTube. That is the second time we've played a Queen cover it on is. the podcast. It, of course, we played Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah. And that also the, by the Tugster Intensifies. Which is the very first season, I think it was. It was, yeah. Wow. That was so long ago. Well, it wasn't really, but it feels so long like ago. It was, what, probably... Six months? I'm getting old. <laughs> Who's been sleeping in my bed? My beard's getting long. My back grows weary. For those who've just tuned out, this is the <laughs> Right on Track podcast with Denim, Connor, and myself, Parry. Hi, Parry. And Hi, Parry. Hello. And we're going to be going into our third story that we, we shall discuss in this episode. Which is all about passengers and Polish. Passengers. And Polish and passengers. Passengers and Polish. Yes, both. Wow, that's a double whammy there. And in this clip, we're being introduced to another female character in Ooh. the Thomas and Friends television series. A, 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 a human, nonetheless. A human, yes. And she goes by the name of Nancy. Nancy is a guard's daughter. One day, she was working on Scarlowy with some Polish and a rag. Scar Lowy was snoozing happily, but Nancy wanted to talk. Wake up, lazy bones! Your brass is filthy. Aren't you ashamed? No, yawned Scar Lowy. You're just an old fusspot. And Scar Lowy closed his eyes. He was thinking about his friend, Reneus, and all the good times they had shared together before Reneus went away to be mended. Nancy interrupted again. Don't you want to look nice for when Reneus comes home? Scarlowy wasn't sleepy anymore. What? When? Soon, Daddy told me. I'm going now, she said. Nancy, stop! Do I really look nice? Please polish me again. Now who's an old fusspot, laughed Nancy, and set to work once more. Now we just heard in the very end of that clip there another train puffing in. That train in question is Duncan, who also wants to be polished. Yeah. Oh. And as soon as uh, he arrives, Nancy says, "No, nah, I'm done now. You'll, yes, have your, you'll have your turn tomorrow." Just clocking off. Oh dear. And that makes Duncan upset, and that sort of brings in the conflict of the story. It does. Now, before we get into the synopsis and what have you, yes, I want to point a couple of interesting things out. First of all, in the clip we played just then, you heard at the very beginning the chirping of birds in the background, yes. and that's a common motif throughout season four. You'll find that as they introduce episodes, you'll hear a lot of nature noises in the background. Just like that. What mm. a marvellous bird impression, Connor. Yeah, I've got no follow-up to that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, you also um, have, there are like a few really nice, interesting use of detail. Yes. So, for example, when uh, Nancy is cleaning Scarlowy, she's cleaning him with a piece of blue tack. Yes, which, rather than a fluffy rag. Which, which is well, supposed to be a rag. But... Well, I, I've never noticed that before until we were talking about it off-air just before yeah. recording this. It was... You never. It's one of those things you just never notice unless you're really paying attention. So well done to the very creative prop designers in this yeah, show. Yeah, it's brilliant. But mm. the synopsis of the episode... Hang on, I haven't said my second oh, point sorry, yet. say your second point. Okay, the second point is we've introduced a Nancy there. We get those big model close-ups of her, including with her father. And 
in the other scenes, you'll see her situated next to Scarlowe, and her model, it looks kind of poorly built, I'm sorry to say, because... Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's got the little twigs hanging out the side. It, the um, quick, make a model. Yes, <laughs> that's the, really what it feels like. The, it really feels like they threw together Nancy at the last minute, and I think this is the reason why they scaled up the models in future mm. stories in future seasons. Was her, because her large they, scale model is really nice, but it's a because small you, scale. You've yeah. got to think about it this way: you've got the standard gauge engines, and like a figure like that will. And from a distance, if you're screaming, kind of look, looks normal. Mm. But because you've got these even smaller engines, you've got the same size figures, it's going to be noticeable. Yeah, so there are limitations to what they can do with the models, but, is what they're saying. Um, I, I like to bring the comparison of Nancy's small scale to be that of a Christmas tree decoration. Mm, it, yeah. it seems, you know, like just sort of flat painted on detail. Um, you also get a brilliant little memory remembrance thing of Reneus And Scarlowe side by side at Lakeside. And it's using the same shot that we saw before in Four Little Engines. Yes, that beautiful B-roll footage. It's mm. brilliant. Which they also used in many songs. Yes, yes, yes a few times. Mm. Okay, now I think we should get onto the plot now. Okay. So speaking of Nancy, I'm no. loving the... <laughs> I, I just, hope this I, isn't a running gag in this no. show. We say we're going to move on now and someone just brings the conversation back to where it was before. Right, off track. <laughs> um, I was going to say that I'm enjoying the beanie action. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love her beanies. We, we had the uh, old mate in um, Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. with his sporking beanie and now we have Nancy. You're a big fan of beanies, aren't Could, you, Denim? I am, yeah. Could I am a they be related? Hmm. Like, like uncle? Could he it's be possible. the guard? No, no, because we saw the guard. Mm. And uh, he looked uh, very professional and yes. prim and proper. Yeah, but because and he's lost weight and put on his uniform. <laughs> put on his uniform? He put on his he's uniform. He put on his uniform. I, I should also note that um, Denim, a good friend of yours and mine, um, he's particularly fond of beanies as well. He is. Yes, I imagine that he gets a kick out of this episode whenever you watch it. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Blake, if you're listening, hello. Hi, Blake. <laughs> uh, you no, haven't wait. met Blake, have you, Connor? No, I haven't. Okay, he's, my, well, he's my housemate. We'll have to introduce oh. you sometime. Mm. He's always wearing beanies, even in the house. Uh, I, 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 even here in the radio studio when he used to do radio, yeah, he'd just keep it on. Even I, like when he'd take off his beanie, it would look weird because <laughs> you never... Saw him without it, like it, it, yeah, it's like seeing Connor without glasses, for yeah, instance. I it's know. just really bizarre. Or me without a beard. Yes, yes, that too. yes. Or or Parry without a mustache. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't shaved this off in how old am I? Seven years now. Wow. Yeah. I haven't shaved this off for I don't know two weeks. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. You, you should just keep it and wear it with pride. Don't bother shaving your beard. Dinner. I want to okay. see what you can hide in it. I do this um, <laughs> poll on Instagram every like couple of months like, when I feel like I need to trim it, and I go, should I shave my beard? And if my mum and Maddie McQueen vote yes, I have to shave it. because M- Maddie, of course, being one of our overlords here at Sin. Yeah. I, she, I she's a very uh, benevolent overlord, we must say. <laughs> yes. So when she <laughs> says something, that word is law. Yes, absolutely. Uh, where were we? Beanies. Synopsis. Oh, yes, that's right. The plot of the episode. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... One more thing I may add. Oh. <laughs> I really like annoying Parry. So yeah. now synopsis time. 
All right, so the plots, as we've been talking about endlessly, we've got Skyloe being polished, Renee is coming home soon, Duncan wants to be polished too, and when he's not polished, he gets in a real huff. And it gets to the point where he's so fed up that he stops on the middle of a viaduct. Yeah. He just can't muster up the energy, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm not having it anymore, and I believe it's Scarlowe. Forget about it. Scarlowe pushes Scar him Lowy, home again? Yeah. Yes. Uh, pulls him home, actually. Pulls him home, yes. yes. So, yeah, he's just being a big grumpy bum today, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, it originally starts off as there is a derailment, and Duncan needs to go sort of fix it up a little bit. One of Scarlowe's coaches. Yes, which is interesting because we just saw them in the sheds before. And... Well, it's later on. Oh, later on. Passage okay. of time. There's this really nice um, just transition sequence. Oh, of, I love um, this scene, yeah. Duncan trailing through Carbon Skate. But if you notice in the background, Percy's going in there as well. It's number six and number six. Ah, oh, the two number yeah. six. I never knew that. We've discussed it on the podcast before, haven't we? The numbers of the engines. Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, we have. Gordon and Sahandal. Yes. Thomas yeah. and Scarlowe. Peter, Sam and Henry. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and James. And oh. just coming back to this particular scene that you're referring to, you've also got these beautiful shots in the background of the green rolling hills and the sky. Even and the water tower in the background. Yeah, the signals. The it's just, oh, we just can't get enough of the visuals in this season. They are exquisite. We can't. It's been real inspiration for my model work recently. Rewatching this, we 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 need to see your, you. need to share our model with all of us. Yeah, I, I remember like last time you didn't get to see my previous model right away, but you'll get to see this one in the flesh. I am hoping so. You will. Don't uh, so, so well, I think we've pretty much covered the episode, haven't we? The yeah. story. Uh, and what happens once Duncan returns back to the he shed gets again? a scolding from the fat controller. Oh, of course he does. But it, it, it's really interesting because this is one of the only times that we see an engine really talk back to Sir Topham because hmm. Sir Topham goes, you know, no passengers means no polish. No polish means no, no passengers. passengers. And, and then it just sort of ends there and hmm. it's, you know, I think he's got a lot to learn, don't you? But one of my favourite things is in the final shot afterwards, after uh, Duncan has sort of mumbled, it almost looks like that the fat controller's assistants are needing to hold him back. Yes. Like the fat controller has heard Duncan and he's like, let me at him. How dare you say that to me? <laughs> and they're like, sir, Not now, sir, top him. <laughs> back, back. Remember what your doctor said about your heart. <laughs> no pushing, he's pushing me. Yes. Save it for the boxing trials. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Nice, it's got some nice visuals. Yeah, honestly, one of my favourite visuals about this mm. is the shot of Duncan on the bridge and not even the uh, long shot but actually the close-up shot of him on the bridge. And with his driver and fireman on either side of him going, you, come on man, you know my, what you're doing. My favourite shot is when it's got that really interesting um, viewpoint of it kind of looking up towards the So you've the got the yes. low angle with the upward. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's brilliant and I, I feel like especially that shot, Denim, sort of Makes it seem more real. Yeah, like you, so. you're 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 someone that's somewhere down. You're the a train of the spotter. Ravine. Yeah, theoretically, and those are the best shots in the show when like you feel like you're there. It, it it's brilliantly done. Um, rankings, rankings. Uh, it's a it's a good episode, but it and it's got more conflict than the previous. 
Mm. However, it seems a little more, I don't know, hollow. It does a little bit. So I'm with you there. But we've mentioned the visuals, uh, also the music. Um, I would, all things considered, be willing to give it a seven. Solid seven. Solid seven? It's a solid seven. Yeah, I'd give it a solid seven as well. Yeah, I'd I'd give it a solid seven. It's a unanimous. It's a Toby. It's a Toby. Ding-a-ling, ling-a-ling, ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Remember the episode Ding-a-ling? Ah, yes. Wonderful. Mm. With Fearless Freddy. So, uh, now, I guess we need to move on to the final episode. Yeah, the final story we're going to be looking at today is Gallant Old Engine. And this follows on directly from the events in the previous story. Duncan would not stop grumbling. He grumbled that he wasn't polished enough. He grumbled that he was overworked. Most of all, he grumbled about the passengers. I'm ashamed of you, Duncan, said Scarlowey. Thank goodness Reneas is coming home soon. Perhaps he'll teach you some sense before it's too late. What has Reneas to do with me? Reneas saved our railway, replied Scarlowey. Please tell us about it, said Peter Sam. Well, began Scarlowey, it was before you came here. Things were bad. Reneas and I had to keep the trains running, or our railway would have to close. Awful, murmured Peter Sam. I tried hard, continued Scarlowey, but my old wheels ached. Reneus understood. It's my turn now, he'd tell me. He was often short of steam, but he always struggled to a station and rested there. I mustn't stop between stations, he'd say. The passengers wouldn't like it. Pshaw, huffed Duncan. He had stopped on a viaduct and hadn't cared at all. Passengers, continued Scarlowey, get cross if you stop at the wrong places. Reneus stopped in a wrong place once, and this is what happened. Yes, this is what happened. Reneus was on the way home, or to the... To, to, to the main... To, to a station. To the terminus of his line, and it's a cold and wet and windy afternoon... Yes, exactly. And then he finds out that a valve gear has jammed, courtesy of his driver, which doesn't stop him for some reason. No. It doesn't stop the train from going. He says, all right, I can try and keep going to the next station. And he does. And then the uh, passengers say to Reneus, thank you for getting us home. We'll tell all our friends what a fine railway this is. What a gallant old engine. Yeah, but, but this, this is where the story loses me because Scarlowey talks about... Uh, Renea stopping in the wrong place as if, you know, something bad happens. Mm. And in the end, he gets to the station having stopped in the middle of the line and the passengers are all like, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. And I I think the point that the story that the narrator was trying to get at was that passengers aren't always angry if you stop in the wrong place. They are forgiving. They are very polite and uh, friendly people. But it's not explicitly made clear because as Scarlowey... But I, I'm getting to my point, Connor. Yeah, no, as, no, no, I know. As Scarlowey wraps up the story, Duncan goes, thank you for telling us about him. Passengers are wonderful after all, aren't they? And it's like, how how did you get that from yeah, that? It's just like, this story, as iconic as it is, as beautiful as it is, it's just not very well produced. I think, you know, with a, with a second or a third draft, maybe it could have been a really well-written story. Yeah. But I think as it is, it's just like, oh, they've got these really 
it's a, it's like a hodgepodge of ideas, really. Yeah. Mm. And like, I mean, it it's really interesting in some parts because when they talk about the line being about to close down. Mm. They use shots of the Mid Sodal Railway, which, where... which we saw in the very early episodes of Grand Path and Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty and That's right, yeah. So mm. on, um, and, and it is looking very dilapidated and falling down. No, it's just depressing, to be mm. honest. What now? What I believe is that we've never seen the Mid Sodal Railway sheds uh, look as dilapidated as they are on this shot. We've seen them. That's true. Completely destroyed, and then we've seen them just being closed, but this one's sort of in between. Yes. Which leads me to believe that during the production of Grand Puff and Sleeping Beauty, when they were doing the montage sequence of Duke's Shed, they did it for the entire area, and they uh, just utilised one of the scenes of the shed being a little dilapidated. Yep. And used I'll buy that. Duke, yeah. and, not Duke, and used Scarlo in uh, Reneas there. Hmm. And we should clarify, this is not the Mid-Sodal Railway. They're just using the same set. Yeah, so this is all still taking place on the Scarlowy Railway when only Reneus and Scarlowy could run it. Like, it could very much be that uh, the sheds that we're looking at here, which are the Mid-Sodal Railway uh, in the TV series is actually Croven Skate back in the very early days of it. That is a possibility, yeah. yes. I believe that. Uh, b- because we know that uh, Scarlo and Reneus were there before any of the other engines. But and... in, to counter your point there, we do see some of the scenery there. It's not very Croven's Gate-esque because as, as we see mm. in the shots with the shed, it's very flat, it's kind yeah. of industrial, there's a lot of housing and buildings around there. So, yeah, I don't think you could make a fully functional town um, True, but mm. it, it, it could be maybe like this was the original terminus or Croven's Gate before it was moved or something. Yeah. Possible, yes, Basic that's idea. possible. Um, but um, you can't fault the visuals though. Oh, it they, is they are beautiful. Absolutely beautiful as always. We get a another uh, version of the storm theme that, that we saw in Percy's Promise or heard in Percy's yeah. Promise. Yes, rather, which is really, really eerie, really spooky, and then it sort of changes key and it's really uplifting by it, the end. It's going okay. That's you nice. can do it. You can do it. Come on, mate. And then we've also get to see Reneus his train slipping, so it's almost like he's being held back, but you still see the wheels turning. He's trying his best. It's And at the end, great. he makes it to the station, mm. hip, hip, hooray, yeah. and then we transition back to the other story. And then, after that moral is delivered, we get to see Reneus being delivered home by Edward. Yes, he's finally been delivered home, and we only really hear one word from him, which is, oh, nice to be back. Yep. Wow, insightful. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, it, it's interesting. So um, as, you know, Reneus arrives, you've got, like, all the narrow-gauge and standard-gauge engines there. Well, the, the core crew. So the, we've got Gordon, crew. Henry, Edward, James, Thomas, Percy, and then we've got Peter, Sam, Scarlowy, Sir Handel, You can see Duncan, Duke roughly in the background. Duke's in the background there, yes. Uh, uh, I see him. But, but, but the thing is, is that... It's Reneus. We have seen mentions of him throughout the entire season so mm. far. We have had, you know, these sort of. We've seen him in the background when we know he's not supposed to be there, mm. and and now he is here, and he says one word, and well, that, not one word, one well, sentence. one sentence, pretty much, uh, canonically, because it's not supposed to 
be there with steamroller or special funnel, really. Mm. But uh, it is what it is. And, and and that is really all we ever get of his character, apart from what we've heard from Scar Lowy. Mm. This is all we really ever get to see of him until the uh, later seasons. Well, as we see in like seasons five, six, and seven, though, we get hints as to Scarlo's character, but we don't really get to see him as like the humble, brave uh, soul. Scarlo or Reneus? Reneus, I'm yes. talking about. Sorry, we don't get to see that side of him. The um, the what's the word I'm looking for there? So sort of like the for want of a better phrase, the fairy tale version of Reneus that everybody yeah. talks about. The glorified version. Yeah, the fabled version. That's the term yeah. I was looking for. And, and, like, I mean, there's a very good chance that when he went to the works, he came back a very different engine. Like Henry. Mm. I wonder why Henry's looking cross in this scene. No one <laughs> gave me this welcome and I came home. True, true. It's, it's not really a cross face. It's more of Henry's... Disgruntled. Eh, Why I, have I, I still got my hemispheres? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, of course, facts about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the events of this story is inspired uh, by the Tallinn Railway, 1951. Of course it is. Yes. Uh, with Dolgok. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying oh, yeah. that, you know, it's... It makes sense. It's a matter of fact by now. Yes. And not counting stock footage or portraits, uh, this is Duke's last appearance we ever see of him to date. Mm, sad. He was supposed to appear in the CGI series. But he hasn't yet? Yeah, he was supposed to appear in Kevin the Steamy. Mm. He was seen in some concept art of it, but he never really appeared. Bring back Duke. Bring back Duke, and so on. Let's have a moment's silence for our long-lost friend. <laughs> it's supposed to be silence, Parry. I'm just doing the Titanic music to okay. set the mood. Oh. Okay, that's enough of that. Now, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> R- ratings? Ratings. Okay. Um, I, I was actually revisiting this story again not so long ago. I actually thought to myself, yeah, this isn't really all this is cracked up to be, but having talked about it here with the two of you, I'm willing to be more lenient with my scoring, so I'm heading towards a six and a half Ooh. out of ten. Yeah, I was going to say six. Yeah, I, mm. I, I'm going to say six as well. Like, I mean, Okay. It... Uh, you know what? I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to give it a six, so it's a perfect Percy. Okay. Perfect Percy. Mm. Perfect Percy. That sounds no like longer a name. Put upon. Mm. That sounds like a name of a Percy episode from the Sharon Miller era. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm perfect Percy. Okay, calm down. <laughs> um, my, now, like this, I believe, was the 100th episode to air in Japan. Oh, really? In Japan? Yeah. Ah. Just randomly was the 100th episode to air in Japan. So, And the 100th episode to air in the UK, it was um, one of the... Spe- special letter. Special letter. There we yes. go. I um, was going to say one of the special episodes. <laughs> we'll get to them when we get to them. Oh, we will. Yes. And, like, I mean, it has got some really nice sort of wholesome parts, this episode. You know, mm. it, it, it's got the transition of like the little wavy sides mm. then it goes to you know Reneus and then it transitions back but it, like I mean the everything that we've heard of Reneus so far or know of him so far 
doesn't build up to this episode. No, not really. Like, like, like. We, <laughs> and as I've mentioned as well, it's not a very well produced episode either. It's b- b- because a bit of a mess. It, it, it's like you know here. Well, Renaeus wouldn't do this, or Renaeus is going to help out. And do I look good for Renaeus? And mm. you know, there, there's all this build up around that he is a hero mm. to them. Hi, I'm Renaeus. And then he turns up like that. Yeah. And it's like... I'm 22 years old. I don't have a job at the moment, but... I just dropped out of uni for the second time. But you know, you, you, I'm working casually. Hands so. in his pockets. Yes. Hi. Um, I recently bought a Mitsubishi Mirage. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put some cool uh, exhausts on it and some <laughs> studios. And, <laughs> and some no, I don't, sorry, I don't know where I'm going with this one. Just that, Let's just stop. Let's <laughs> Abandoned just stop. metaphor. Yes. Um, that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, I think that very nearly it, does. It, 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 it's weird because it doesn't feel like that it's ended because it's it's sort of like a flat episode. It is a know. little bit, isn't it? Um, it's really peculiar as well because this is sort of like the send off for the Scarlowy Railway. It is. So we've gone through however many stories so far. You can if quickly I, count them up. So, so fourteen. Yep. If we include the early ones where Thomas was narrating. Yes. Yeah. And from there, we're going to be heading into. Uh, well, I suppose we technically got another Scarlowy story. So, sort yeah. of. You, you yeah, have a bit do. of a transition episode so, yeah, from Scarlowy to the Northwestern with Rusty. To the rescue. Yeah, yeah, so there is a transitional period, but yeah, this is really the last core Scarlowy story we get of season four. But it's been a very pleasant ride. It I has. Have to say. We've seen some really pleasant scenery, heard some of the most pleasant best music, yeah, the best compositions of soundscapes. the sh- soundscapes of the show so far. It's just had so many things going for it, and I think if they had to spent more time on it, they could have really, really developed this. Yeah. And even turned it into its own series. I, I, I would have liked to see oh, season four Narrow Gauge as its own series. Yes. I know that there was the Engines and Escapades sort of series kind mm. of thing. That was series nine. Yeah, ten. nine, ten. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, that that was with the bigger models. So I would like to see more of season four in our engage engines. And, and, and it's like through 14 minutes. Mm. Well, not 14 minutes, 14... Seven minutes. <laughs> Seven minutes. No, through 14, 14 episodes. 14 episodes, which are five minutes in length. So that's seven yeah. minutes worth of solid Scarlowy Railway content there. At least. <laughs> And what I also find disappointing is that in the future seasons, there's not that secession of Scarlet stories. It's just like there's a handful of them or they're scattered throughout. Yeah, but that is a discussion we can have for For another time. For another day. So, our next episode here on Riot on Track, we've got a special guest coming in. Yes. By the name of M. And they will be joining us to talk about the Stepney Quadrilogy, which is... Rusty to the Rescue, Thomas and Stepney, Train Stops Play, and Bold Out. I'm definitely looking forward to this conversation. Oh, I'm, Me too. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. ready. Ah! <laughs> that was amazing. Anyway. Uh, if you We're want right to, on track. If you want to join in on our conversation, drop us a line or just have a chat. Or maybe you want to just sort of quote you know, random things like I'm ready to us. Mm. 
Uh, reach out to us on various medias such as Twitter at OnTrackThomas. Facebook.com forward slash RightOnTrackThomasPodcast. Instagram, TTTE underscore RightOnTrack. The SYN website, SYN.org.au. Or our email address, RightOnTrackThomas at gmail.com. Please keep those messages coming through. We love reading them. Yeah, on- honestly, we read them all the time. I'm thinking, mm. I'm, I'm, I, I really think we should do like a mail time one where we, we just read through them all. We really should, Maybe yes. Maybe should be a, a segment of Mailbag, yes. In the meantime, the train. we thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I've been Denim. I've been Parry. I'm still Connor. And we hope you have a wonderful time until we hear from you again soon. Adios, guys. Bonsoir. Bonsoir.